welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy, and I am your host, Nancy Hugo. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. These podcasts are specifically educational, and I do this so that people will learn about all the products that go into their home, whether it's a remodel or new build, or even if you're not even thinking of remodeling, but you just want to see what's out there. Well, today is October 8th, and we have a special guest, Chef Andrew Fourlines is the appliance technology expert. He owns appliance-academy.com, and that's his website, and he also does webinars and podcasts. Andrew, or I should say Chef Andrew, thank you <laughs> yeah. for taking the time to be here because you do so much. I, I'm glad you just kind of squeezed me into your schedule. Well, thanks so much for having me, Nancy. I always, I always enjoy talking technology with folks and like to share my knowledge and passion. Well, as everybody knows, if they listen to these podcasts, I like talking about appliances and everything having to go into kitchens and baths because that's my specialty. So today you're going to give us insight into home kitchen appliance trends. I can't wait and explain what's new and advanced in cooking technology. So are we ready? Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, first thing I'm going to hit you with is market trends. You know, market trends come and go. Um, mm -hmm. You know, do you remember, you probably don't, when the microwave and the cooktop and the oven was all one piece? And you yeah. probably don't. It's probably yeah, it was like, it was like the over-the-range microwave. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah, and then you could pull out the uh, cooktop. It was lined up, and you can pull it. Mm -hmm. Well, that was from the 50s or 60s. Thank mm -hmm. God they did away with that. But, <laughs> but now the uh, appliances have come so far. So what mm -hmm. are you seeing in the trends for appliances? Yeah, you know, um, I, I keep an eye on the macro trends, so I don't go, you know, what's happening this quarter or, or even this half, you know, year by year. Um, but I look at the larger picture, and that's what I think, um, you know, with a steady hand, we can we can make some good projections. The large pr trend that I see, and this is why I'm in the industry, is that restaurant restaurant and commercial technologies really migrated and made a space in the home kitchen that it didn't before. So a lot of technology that I'm used to, I have a 20 year background in fine dining restaurants and five-star hotels. And a lot of that um, precision cooking technology is now in the home, which it wasn't before. So specifically you've got your steam ovens, you've got uh, more automated cooking or um, functions that can be set and, and programmed. And then you've got induction, which I think is a really great high powered, uh, precise cooking. And then we're seeing a lot of uh, what I call the feedback mechanism. So when we're cooking, you know, if we can get more data and everyone's talking about data and using it uh, in a variety of ways, but you can get real-time data from your food as it's cooking um, and not just be the human interpreter, which is, you know, crispiness, brownness, doneness. But when we're talking about internal temperatures, there's so many uh, ovens now that come with an internal probe thermometer built in, which, mm -hmm alleviates the need to check your your protein your beef your chicken whatever you're cooking or roasting um repeatedly because you can see the internal temperature as it's cooking and program it to alert you at a temperature instead of just by time and so when we get these feedbacks when we get the information that the data collecting that the the appliance can actually do and integrate into the cooking process it relieves a lot of that stress uh, and anxiety from the, the cook themselves 
Well, let's go back to you working at restaurants. I know a lot of people in the past have said to me, well, why can't we just use a an oven that they use in restaurants? <laughs> Maybe they're into industrial commercial cooking or they right. like to cook as, as well as chefs. So a chef told me one time, yes, it's the expertise in your cooking, but it's also the the cooking products that you use that make you a good chef. So maybe some uh, people want to use mm-hmm. restaurant yeah. stuff, and but tell me why they can't. Yeah, so to an extent, yeah, the, the appliance makes the chef and the chef makes the equipment, really. Uh, it's a two-way street. But So there's a few misconceptions. The short answer is we don't have bedrooms in a restaurant, and you really? do in a home. <laughs> exactly, right? So, you know, Commercial and residential appliances are built to completely different specifications to different building code, right? So because you're in a domicile, because there's wooden cabinetry all around your appliances, there's a heat output limit. So they have to be a certain amount of insulation. We can only let so much heat come out of these units. In a restaurant space, the you know, and if you want your house like this, go for it. It's concrete and stainless steel. And there's a giant fire suppression system and ventilation system uh, right over any fire, open fire. And that is actually the most expensive part of a restaurant build-out is that fire suppression system, which means if something catches fire or if a sensor feels too much heat, um, it will automatically dump fire extinguisher down um, onto the, the entire kitchen and shut that restaurant down for a couple of days to clean it up, right? And then the ventilation is really important too. It's high CFM cubic foot per minute leaving that building. So um, they're just completely, it's apples and oranges, it really is. Whereas in home home space, because we have those limitations on how much heat we can put out, we have limitations. So I kind of chuckle a little bit on the pro range style range. You know, you can have a range as much stainless steel and as chunky as you want it to look. It cannot put out the BTUs, the British thermal units, which is what we rate heat output by, that you could with a commercial range. You cannot do that in a home because of fire uh, potential, right? right? So right there, you have this huge distinction. Now, what people conflate is the performance of high temperature um, in the restaurant space to trying to get it in home, which you cannot do with an open flame. So this is why I'm a big fan of induction, which we'll get into more detail later. But if we want to look at the numbers, um, commercial burners are usually around 40,000 BTUs per burner. We're going up to 100,000 and beyond BTUs for wok burners, right, for that really high temp exposed flame. Residential ranges are usually in the 15 to 20,000 BTU per burner on the on the high end. A lot of them will be in the single-digit um, BTU range. And... So you see that discrepancy right there in commercial and residential. Right. Well, then when you look at induction, induction is 35,000 BTU equivalent. And that is okay to be put in a residence because it's not an exposed flame. Right. So, you know, piecing all that together. I know you asked one question, but everything kind of touches everything else when you get into this. Um, you can't put commercial stuff into homes. I've seen it done, but it voids the warranty on the commercial range. And there's a lot of people for legal reasons won't service it. So when I do see those in, you know, 10 years down the road, it's half working and it's really hard to get a technician to get in there and look the other way. Yes. And if there was a fire and then they see some uh, yeah. code violations. Then, oh my gosh. So I would say to the homeowner, just stick to your commercial looking appliance. So it makes sure it's Absolutely. Set up for residential. Absolutely. I, I mean, I've done kitchen, home kitchens for people who cook 
um, professionally, they're chefs, and they they always use the residential products. So uh, don't try and show off to your friends that you have a commercial um, appliance in your house. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at the trends of the restaurant industry. We've, we're moving away from that high flame, high power, more to precision cooking. So you look at like the modernist cuisine movement, restaurants like Alinea and Moto that I got to play in. Um, you know, you, you don't see a grease, a, like a greasy diner kind of setup. You've got yeah. um, a lot of non-open flame. You know, we're seeing more induction. We're seeing more precision immersion circulators with the sous vide cooking. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but chefs, we do seem to like control. So (laughs) the more I, yeah, it's a trend. Um, the more, the more control we can have the, the, you know, the happier, the more we can, we can manipulate the food. Are you seeing less fried foods and more healthy foods, which, which then cancels out the, the reason for having so much grease and so, uh, you know, high BTUs for frying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've seen this as well, but the outdoor kitchen is um, a very growing uh, market, a big space that people are moving into more and more. And I see it as the supplement to the home kitchen, people realizing you can't get that high heat BTU. So you might as well put it outside where you don't have the heat restrictions. You don't have the ventilation concerns. So you can get a nice affordable even if you want to just go propane instead of built in you can get a wok burner outside or a hybrid bt grill or something like that you probably forgot that i live in arizona and the phoenix area has probably just as many outdoor kitchens as they do swimming pools Uh uh-huh yeah absolutely absolutely okay so going into you know back to the trends what (laughs) is uh, the most popular well i'm going to throw this at you steam oven versus um uh, induction, oh, well, not induction, convection, microwave mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. versus speed oven. You know, mm-hmm. when the homeowner goes in shopping, the, everything is thrown at them. Mm-hmm. So what do you suggest for the average person who doesn't cook like you? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And then to make it even more complicated, they all look the same. It's a it's a drop down door that exactly <laughs> metal yeah. rectangle. Do you yeah. want this metal rectangle or that metal? Yeah. yeah so great question. Um, you know, we're seeing people not just want a microwave. They're wanting a microwave that's a little more health conscious that has other functionality. So we're seeing speed ovens is really when we have a microwave with other functionality built into it. So we're able to cook from the inside out, which is microwave speeds it up. But if you do just microwave, you lose a lot of your quality of of flavor and of food and of texture. Whereas we can do a, a hybrid setting where we have some microwave and then some convection and or broiling so we're getting a browning on the outside with that speed bonus so you know um what i always like to do is is get to know a client and and help the client get to know themselves and their cooking style and their lifestyle uh, before we get into all the different appliances i like to say hey how are you going to utilize this are you a because People come at it and they think, oh, everyone cooks just like me, but that's not true at all. There's people that, you know, do you all cook together at the same time or do many different people use the kitchen at different times in different ways? Do you host a lot? Um, You know, so those things go into consideration. So specifically talking about steam oven versus speed oven, because they're both specialty ovens, Mm -hmm. which are 
um, you know, additional to your traditional convection oven, which, or, or conventional oven, which is, you know, just your regular oven steam oven, you're going to be able to have injected steam. Um, this is really the gold standard in the restaurant industry. We've had the combi oven, we call it combi oven for combination. And that's been the industry gold standard for decades since the 1970s, um, where we have that control to adjust humidity levels all the way up to straight all steam. Instead of having to boil water and put a basket over it, we're having it in uh, an oven cavity. Or you can do full convection in there. And then when you mix the two, we get really great functionality where um, we're doing bread baking with steaming to help it rise and get that good crust. We're doing uh, humid roasting so I can roast a chicken, still get perfectly crispy skin and nice browning, but it's not going to dry out and it's going to cook more evenly. So a steam oven, uh, water is 800 times denser than air. So it's going to transfer heat much more efficiently and faster. So that too is going to speed up your cooking without drying it out. But what I see is in general, we'll see steam ovens are appealing to the gourmet hands-on kind of cook speed ovens. So when we get that microwave convection in there, that's really your convenience oven. So families, young kids, I see a lot of people do that because you can get a meal in and out in a very quick amount of time during the weekday, right? And then also um, kids, you know, the functionality of a microwave is much more appropriate to have kids use as opposed to a range, right? And so if you have a speed oven, the functionality is like a microwave with a start and a stop um, as opposed to like an oven where you have to turn it on and off. Mm -hmm. So I see those really kind of, kind of, trending those two ways, but you can have them both. I mean, they could be spec'd yeah. out now where you can do a steam oven and a speed oven. Um, you just have to kind of give up on a, a, a large convection oven if you don't have space for it. When the steam oven first came out, people would ask me, well, what's the difference? You know, why should I get it? Well, this is the quick difference. Uh, the microwave takes the moisture out of your pizza that you're trying to warm up mm -hmm. and turns it into a kind of a floppy rag. And the yeah. steam oven puts moisture back in, and then you can Correct. crisp it, so that's quick. The other thing I used to say is, it's great for baking bread, and I always got the, I don't bake bread. I said, but that's okay. <laughs> you can you can still steam all your foods. It's healthier. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's really, well, that's why I suggest to people to try it first. You know, if somebody mm -hmm. isn't into steaming, wherever, I mean, they're just not into steaming, then don't get the steam oven. Yeah, yeah. There's so many other choices. Absolutely. Yeah. It's still about matching people up to the appliance. And when I, when I help people through their selection journey, it's really about giving them the confidence to make those determinations for themselves. And so mm -hmm. it's about educating them to be able to be aware of why someone would go for that and why it might not be a good for, fit mm -hmm. for them. Um, as opposed to they go into a showroom, they see there's so much stuff, they're overwhelmed, and they think they have to go one by one and eliminate each appliance. Um or they're never going to be happy with whatever they do select. Or take it all. I had a client who insisted on a steam oven, and she we put it in. We did the whole kitchen over, and I said, well, how do you like mm -hmm. that steam oven? Well, I still haven't used it. Well, why not? Because I can't remember how to use it. Well, I can get somebody over there to teach you. No, mm -hmm. that's okay. She never used it. Sold the house, yeah. and it's still it was brand new. Let's move on to mm -hmm. uh, steam. Uh, I'm sorry, on to induction uh, cooktops versus gas. Pros and cons. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, yeah, you know, as we touched on before with 
um, with induction has more heat power output than gas can in the home space. So I've had induction in my home for several years now. I'm not afraid of, of switching over from gas to induction because I'm used to commercial gas. You know, I don't like residential gas burners because they're underpowered in my mind. Um, and so it's harder to cook in the way that I'm used to in a, in a restaurant setting, right? Whereas induction, that heat output is is much closer. It was it surpasses what the gas can do. Um, and then I do gas. You know, you can still have. You know, everyone has a blowtorch in their kitchen, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> keep so I have you know the spice cabinet. Uh, right, right, right. So you know, as as strange as that may sound, you know, I use mine for creme brulees, but for charring peppers and doing some of those exposed flame cooking that you might not in the home space if you give up if you don't have that gas flame. But you just look at you know, like we've said, you can cook gas outside, but if induction's your go-to indoors, you've got a cleaner environment. You've got less, um, you know, it's a glass top, so it's easier to clean. You have less restrictions or requirements on ventilation. So the ventilation needed is dependent on the BTUs of open flame gas by code. They're kind of paired together. So the bigger the range, the more vent hood you're going to need to where if we're putting a lot of air out of the house through ventilation, then we have to bring air in somewhere else because modern homes are such a good sealed envelope, right? The air is really what we have to manage. So now we're talking a whole other HVAC project to accommodate this range that is never going to put out as much heat as you know we may daydream about so for me i always go induction indoors go at gas outdoors induction is 90 percent efficient in the power usage to convert it to usable heat gas is about 35 to 40 percent efficient 60 mm-hmm. percent of the gas that you buy goes right around that pan before the metal can absorb that heat mm-hmm. so yeah, you're, you're just having um, not a lot of transition there or transfer of heat. So you're just spending a lot of money on gas that you're not using. And then that has air quality issues as well as, you know, environmental impact of using gas over yeah. clean energy use. I know um, some people bring up the fact that they can't use their old pots and pans on the induction. Mm, not mm. a big deal. Um Maybe it's time to get new pots and pans when you get your <laughs> new induction cooktop. But I want to bring up the safety factor. Years yeah. and years ago when the induction first came out, I did a kitchen for somebody who had a teenager that did not grab the concept of, no, you can't put your hand over the cooktop. Mm-hmm. And so induction was perfect. And I also mm-hmm. want to bring up the fact that if you have uh, elderly people living in the home and mm-hmm. they don't, again, get the concept of, you know, you can't touch the hot cooktop, this is a perfect item for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have dementia or Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so having an induction oven just gives you peace of mind that they're not going to burn themselves. Absolutely. Those are great points. Um, starting with the cookware. So it, because it's using electromagnetic field to interact with the metal, it has to be ferrous or magnetic metal, which is iron-based. So aluminum, which are inexpensive pans, won't work. Copper doesn't work. I don't cook on aluminum, regardless of the heat method, because I don't like the way aluminum um, is a reactive metal, which means you can taste the aluminum if, if you cook acidic food in it. Um, but most cookware now, most companies, because of the induction market impact, are making 
their cookware induction ready. Mm -hmm. And the easy test is if a magnet sticks to your potter pan, it's going to work on that induction burner. Uh, and cast iron is very inexpensive and works the best. That's what I use at home. There's a lot of cast iron pans on there. Oh, so uh, but the cast iron pan scratch the glass? You know, it It really, it doesn't. Um, the glass is tempered glass. It's very strong. I'm not going to scrape pan, pans across. Cast iron can be rough bottom. So what an easy thing to do is put a, a kitchen towel down or a, silic a silicone mat. So those baking mats are high temp proof. The magnetic field will jump right through, a, you know, a thin towel or a silicone mat, making that glass even more resilient. Uh, what you do see marking wise is usually uh, water that gets stuck between the bottom of a pot or pan and the induction burner. That water is going to evaporate away and leave back, leave that calcium deposit. So mm -hmm. um, any markings I've ever had on a, a glass top range, I just use uh, Barkeeper's Friend or any non-abrasive glass cleaner is going to get that back to factory mm -hmm. start. So you mentioned real quickly about the silicone mm -hmm. pad. Um, mm -hmm. So again, when I tell people, well, if you get an induction cooktop, you can put paper towel down, then put your mm -hmm. frying pan on there, and mm -hmm. they can't believe it, but... Yeah, it really is. It, that's where we say the maintenance is nil. I mean, uh -huh. to clean it up takes yep. as long as it takes to just take that paper towel and throw it in the garbage. Yep. So yeah. That's yeah. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Or just wiping like wiping down the countertop, wiping that glass top down. And it's not at all like the old electric tops, those glowing red hot burners that food would cook onto or pump heat into the house or be unresponsive. Those to me are obsolete. You know, with induction, we've got fast heat, higher heat, and the glass doesn't get so hot that food sticks to it. Right. Um Going back really quick to some of your safety, you made great points for aging in place. I always, uh, encourage induction because you cannot turn a burner on unless there's metal for it to interact with cookware, right? So if there's no cookware on it, it can't turn on. Even if you turn the button on, it'll just beep and say, hey, there's nothing to interact with. On the other side, if, if an emergency pulls you away um, and you leave a pot on, it's going to, once it gets too hot, it'll automatically shut off. So there is a heat sensor underneath that says, hey, you're not cooking anymore, you're burning. So say the water evaporates out and it gets really hot, it will automatically shut off because it knows that it's too hot. And, you know, a gas flame is just going to burn forever if you if you leave it on. Good to know. Well, mm -hmm. our next item was smart connected appliances. And I want to really mm -hmm. quick, I want to quickly talk about Monogram's intelligent appliances, which we're probably going to talk more about. Mm -hmm. But as I say every week, they have smart appliances. You can also get an app and put it on your phone. Not to say mm -hmm. that you want to turn your oven on while you're down the road, but they have integrated recipes in your oven that they're upgrading constantly. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a smart appliance, you can still use it without your smart app. But on the reverse, you cannot have a smart app. If you don't have smart appliances, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So be aware, Monogram has great appliances. I tell this to everybody all the time. I have a Monogram kitchen. I love it. So if you're looking for new appliances for either to replace what you have or for your remodel or new build, go to monogram.com so you can learn more about the appliances and always visit a showroom that has monogram appliances and preferably working appliances so that you can try these out. So that's monogram.com. Okay, Chef Andrew, your take on connected appliances? 
Yeah, I can. I mean, I can piggyback on some of that too because Monogram is is a brand that I really like. Um, I'm working on. I've, I've done a lot of um, training with them and, and learning, and they are GE appliances, so they are American made there in Louisville, Kentucky, um, and they are always coming out with with new and interesting technologies. One of the, the best when it comes to connected is Heston Q, which um, started as an induction burner that you know it was a counter it is a countertop burner but they license the technology and integrate it into their induction burners and even their gas burner and what's unique about it is that it has coupled with it a heat sensing pan so you get a bluetooth heat sensing pan that again talking about that feedback of information links up to the appliance and you can set the temperature you want to cook it to and it'll regulate the temperature in that pan and both of those can synchronize with those recipe guided video um app so you can get step-by-step lessons in cooking as you're cooking and the cooktop will adjust the temperature and guide you through that cooking process so you can expand what you're able to cook which my dad retired and he's growing up the only thing he ever cooked for us was spaghetti because you could boil pasta and that was it but now uh he's experimenting and cooking with this pan i got him and the burner and it synchronizes and monogram integrated that they even integrated that into one of their ranges with um, gas flame so the gas burner will actually adjust uh hands-free um so that's really fun that's amazing now somebody would just come out with the automatic dishwasher filling in other words the dishes just (laughs) fly into the dishwasher and then they fall into the cabinet Um, yeah i keep saying we should get automatic window cleaning maybe they have that yeah no idea Uh, so next we're going to talk about um well, how do you determine what is best for you? But first, I want to talk about Studio 41. And as I've said every week, Studio 41 has 11 showrooms in Illinois. Luckily, they have one in Scottsdale, and that's my go-to for my plumbing fixtures for kitchen and bath. They also have the greatest line of uh, cabinet hardware. that I have never seen this much cabinet hardware in my life. It's a little overwhelming. So, of course, I always go into the showroom with clients. Mm -hmm. And they also sell cabinetry. In their Illinois showrooms, they sell tile and windows. Here in Scottsdale, again, which I'm so lucky to be near, uh, they're great. I, I can't say enough about them. I love them. And they have the newest products and the best team of people. So go on to shopstudio41.com, and that's the number 41, shopstudio41.com, and you can buy online and just check out what they have. Okay, how do people, you know, it's an overwhelming task, but how do people decide what they really need in their kitchen? Yeah, so, you know, as... As someone who guides people as a designer yourself, you know the journey, and it can be overwhelming and daunting. I, I always, you know, joke a little bit about how people remodel their kitchen or or pick a kitchen out often enough to think they're they're pretty good at it, but not often enough to actually be aware of what all is available. I keep saying um, it's not like buying shoes. It's not like buying shoes and even appliances is built-in appliances. Your large-scale appliances is not even like buying small-scale or, or you know, countertop appliances or, or consumable electronics, right? right? I compare it a little bit more to like buying a car because it's got a lot of components to it. And if something's wrong, you fix the component, not the whole thing. Whereas if you got, you know, a, a stereo from the, the place and it doesn't work, you're going to probably take the whole thing back. Um, 
so yeah, this journey could be could be quite daunting for people. And now there's more technology and more types of appliances and even more brands. You know, there's more manufacturers that I've seen than ever before, especially in the mid to, to premium market to choose from, which is a lot of work. What I do with clients is with that appliance academy, you know, appliance-academy.com, um, which is the guiding people. So I have a checklist and a downloadable guide, free PDF people can get, which helps people understand what's available and what matches their lifestyle. And so for us, it's really about getting people to, to, to understand what and how they're going to use their kitchen and then matching them up with the appliances. So if someone comes into a showroom and they see all these appliances, I can eliminate probably half of them by asking the simple question of like, hey, do you want automated touchscreen that's going to help tell you what to do? Or do you want that old manual stick shift style that you turn it on and off, put the food in and out, and it, and you tell it what to do? And so we're actually seeing most brands branch out and, and kind of cover both of those, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then within that, each brand is is kind of niched into their little their corner of the market. And so it's about matching people with that and giving them the confidence to make the selection um, and, and not regret it because they know enough to determine what they're going to fit up with. Yeah. And, and it's a lot of what we covered is like, do you want convenience and speed or do you want, you know, the full gourmet experience at home? Um before you, you know, I focus on the cooking technology before you even get into your your design and your style yeah. aesthetics, well, right? You can get state-of-the-art appliances by some manufacturers that have knobs, and mm-hmm. they also offer the touch for mm-hmm. the different generations. The younger generations grew up with touch, the older mm-hmm. generations knobs. So mm-hmm. if you're an older generation and you want the best cooking appliance, but you're afraid of that touch technology, you know, they still have it available with knobs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen, actually, that's a great point because, you know, when induction came out, everything was touchscreen. Everything was, was, was touch. And now we're seeing the knobs be brought in because so many people are comfortable with that. And, are, and, and so we're, we're bringing that back, you know, it's kind of like full circle so that we can meet people where they're at. You still get that tactile experience, yeah. but you get the benefit of the newer technology. Yeah. I have one last question before we run mm-hmm. out of time. Do you find that when people are shopping for appliances, they feel that it's so important to have all their appliances by the same manufacturer? Uh, yes and no. So that's a good, you know, that's that... a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's the two ways to look at it. You know, the manufacturers all expand into every realm so that they can sell you a package because they want you to have everything in their brand. Most of the brands then are going to do some kind of incentive where you buy three pot pieces and you get the fourth one free or heavily discounted or however they're doing their special, right? Or you could be the kind of person who says, I want the best of each category. And then you're going to start cherry picking because every manufacturer might be a little bit better in one area than the other. So I see people grabbing, you know, getting a steam oven because it's only in certain brands, but then they get the rest of their package with the, with the, with a different brand, which is fine. Cause what we're seeing is a lot of brands are now backing away from the, let's make everything look like it's our brand and kind of to the, let's make it. So they all kind of match, you know, if you're going stainless steel, they all look pretty similar. If you're going panel ready, yeah. you can customize it. Well, sometimes um, though, with, with your, um, 
discerning buyer, I should say, you mm -hmm. can't guarantee that all the stainless steels from every manufacturer is going to match. And some people don't care and some people do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, There's when you think about it, you can cover your dishwasher and your refrigerator with panels that match your mm -hmm. cabinetry. Mm -hmm. But somebody asked me if they can cover the microwave, no, or the oven, no. no. Yeah. The best you can do is put the microwave behind a door. But, you know, for the times that you use a microwave, you don't want to keep opening and closing the door. So, mm -hmm. right. So, you know, and if you have them in different parts of the kitchen, nobody's going to notice that they're just right. off. Yeah. If they're not all next to each other, it's kind of hard. It, it really, you know, again, goes to the client's preference for, you know, a lot of times you'll look at a package. Your brand will say, hey, they've got everything you need. If you buy, stay in their brand. You're going to get a little discount or whatever. Um, and it makes sense, but then some people are going to want, you know, the category leader in each category, and then they're going to be different brands, and then there's ways of making it work, um, you know, panel ready. Yes, or, or always uh, use a designer because the designer <laughs> knows, you know, I yeah. wouldn't be doing this for all these years if I didn't oh my know gosh. what I was doing. And I know. I'm, yeah, I was going to say all my clients are very happy. They haven't thrown mm -hmm. darts at me yet. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, I have a friend in the industry and he would say, you know, it's expensive to hire an expert, but it's usually more expensive not to. Um, right. Because especially when I do my drawings, I keep saying it's cheaper to erase than to rebuild. Yeah. And right? and I mean, oh, my gosh, the the little things that that become big things are the little things that we're paranoid about knowing, you know, we're always anxious to make sure we, we cross our, our T's and dot our I's and, and know all those different things. And we're always up to date on what's new and what's coming out. And the thing with appliances, I mean, it's like, it's sped up even faster lately, but the last 15 years, 10 years, it's like a whole different industry than it was. It is. It is. And everything is new. And Everything. It's, and that's what we talked about this before. The appliance manufacturers introduced their new products at KBiz, Kitchen and Bath Design Show, at the beginning of the year. So in February mm -hmm. of 2024, we're going to have more things coming out of which you will be there. And you're going to come mm -hmm. back and talk about what you saw at KBiz, right, Chef Andrew? Uh, absolutely. They're always coming out with more stuff. They're always giving me things to play with and learn. And I'm always going to training at the manufacturer's headquarters to, to get my hands on that appliance and and i always figure out well how are people going to use it um right that's and, your job and I, that's My what job i do to put it all together and make it look pretty <laughs> exactly well, thank you again for uh joining me today i know i learned a lot i hope everybody out there enjoyed today's show and please subscribe on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts and don't forget to share them with your friends you can hear all the information that we're sharing with you and maybe your friends need that information as well if you want to learn more about me you can go to my website nancyhugo.com and if you have any questions for me or for chef andrew you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. Again, uh, Chef Andrew's website is appliance-academy.com. And again, you can uh, find his webinars and his podcast right on his website. So Chef Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, we're going to do this again right after you get back from KBiz, right? Absolutely. We'll schedule it now. Thank you Good. so much, Nancy, Good. for having me on. And I hope everyone has a great kitchen design journey and do some good cooking out there. Right. And with all these tips, they can do their Christmas and Thanksgiving cooking. And mm -hmm. maybe not. Maybe they need new appliances. So 
Everybody stay safe and have a great day.